This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, hello and welcome back to yet another Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield Matters. We are back in the usual place, but we are two left. The treatment table has really taken a battering this week, but no, I'm not going to play the part of the physio. No one can do that. Nathan Edge is away with the England Blind Squad, the first time I think since he won that bronze medal. I'm sure he'd get that in if he was here, so so why not? Uh, And Simon... After signing a, a contract to, to say he'd be a permanent panellist, he's disappeared. He's done something called work. Not quite sure what, what that is. Uh, so I'm stuck <laughs> with these two reprobates. Uh, to my left is Mr. Cam Felton. Hello. Very good evening to you. Right. And to my right back once again is Mark Plum. Right. Uh, so there you go. It's just the three of us tonight, you and I. Yeah. <laughs> There's a song there somewhere, isn't there? Uh, to talk all things at Mansfield Town. So if you're watching on the Facebook live feed tonight, make sure you get your comments in and join us uh, with your points, your questions, your arguments, whatever. We want to hear from you tonight. You can drop us a comment in the Facebook live stream or, of course, you can tweet us at MTFC Matters. Still, though, plenty to talk about tonight. And let's start, uh, as always, with the connection question. Coventry at the weekend. So, obviously, it's going to be very loosely based uh, to uh, towards Coventry. So, I want to know which current Coventry player had a short loan spell with the Stags in 2010 and... Who was the opposition manager on his debut, which was a 4-1 loss. Uh, so who was that player who had a short loan spell with the Stags in 2010, now at Coventry? And who was the opposition manager on his debut in a 4-1 loss? Mark, do you think you know? Do you think you know either one of the two? I think I know the player. You know the player, Cam? I'm just trying to see who we get beat 4-1 by in the conference. Everyone. Really? Well, yeah, in tw- yeah. Especially in 2010. Uh 
I don't, I don't have a clue. No, no idea. No. Okay, if you think you know, let us yeah. know in the comments, uh, as always, and I shall reveal the answer later on in the show. Which current Coventry City player had a short loan spell with the Stags in 2010, and who was the opposition manager on his debut, which was a 4-1 loss? Of course, it all connects to Saturday's game at Coventry. Let's look back, though, to last week and last weekend. Live in front of the nation... We nearly slipped on the banana skin, but the magic of Danny Rose and the magic of the FA Cup came to fruition uh, once again. Mark, you were telling me earlier you were watching it on your phone. Yeah. So tell me a little bit uh, about that then. Let's see how big your, your phone screen is. Yes. Yeah, how close bad. to your phone yeah. were you? Were you? Yeah, it's massive. So, all right, fair enough. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Same, same as me then. So, yeah. If you want to send yeah. us, if you want to send us some free phones, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we will advertise phones. No All, others are available. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, obviously, you, you were watching it, and yeah. when Danny Rose puts the ball in the back of the net, the, the first time, nice little header, good header. We'll yeah. talk about that. And then the second time, the scissor kick, the bicycle kick, however you want to uh, describe it. Yeah. What was your reaction? Did the phone go flying up in the air? I just jumped up and shouted, yeah. You know, I was buzzing about it. I mean, it came at a good time with Logs on top of the game and it just would have killed the game off, I thought, when it went in. What a brilliant moment and I think it's one of the best goals I think they've scored in, in quite a while for the Stags, to be honest. It was a truly sensational strike. Can we were sat right in line? Oh, we were. You just, it was just one of these looping crosses and it just came, kept coming and coming and Danny Rose just turned his body... Got up in the air, oh, it was absolutely beautiful. And what a place to do it, in front of all the cameras. Voted goal of the round. Yeah. Uh, and obviously got man at match as on the Stags poll on Facebook and on Twitter and wherever else it was. And yeah. just, I think it was something like 116,000 people saw that one clip within yeah. a few hours. It's just amazing how far TV coverage goes and how far it goes on social media. To yeah, definitely. Li- you wouldn't say like little team as Mansfield, but in the past we've been a smaller team. Mm. So to get a big stage to come and perform on, and for some, Danny Rose to do something like that, I think you look at Danny Rose has had a lot of attention from other teams recently in the past week <laughs> that <laughs> Steve Evans minute, has yeah. turned down quite a lot. But it's that it's those sort of magic moments that people start standing up and saying, "Good goal! He's he's a good player," and that's what gets all these transfer rumours going we'll talk more about Danny Rose and whether you know how actual vital he is to the cause uh, later on in the programme of course we'll stick with um, looking at Shaw Lane for the moment uh, Simon has just popped up on our Facebook feed and says uh, good evening boys and he also says what a goal from, from Danny quality if it was any of uh, the premiership players they would be showing it for weeks but because it's the lower leagues, nobody is interested. Uh, Paul also says, uh, classic goals, both of them completely agree. And Dave Minnick says, uh, come on, you stags. So if you want to drop us a comment tonight, you can do so. But I will say, Simon, if you've got time to be standing, watching this and commenting, you've got time to walk out of work and come and join us on the, on the panel. Absolute disgrace. Yellow card. <laughs> right. So, obviously, thanks very much for, for joining us uh, this evening uh, and uh, keep those comments uh, coming in, in the live stream. Let's continue to talk about Shaw Lane then. First half can. Um, probably what you'd expect, to be fair, it took Mansfield a while to get going. They had a little spell early doors where they sort of knocked on the door and perhaps if they'd have stolen an early goal, they may well have been a different story. It might have been a cricket score. But after that first sort of five minutes or so, when Shaw Lane soaked up the pressure, for me, there was only one team in it the first half, and it wasn't Mansfield Town. I think it was more down to 
not that to confidence. I think it was just like what we're comfortable with. Obviously, they're comfortable with the conditions that we played in. It's not that it was cold. It was it was cold that day, but they're used to playing high winds because there's nothing stopping the wind at their ground. It's just this open field at the back of a village, so they were more used to that. So I think they settled into their rhythm quicker than what we did, and I think that because they got out onto the uh, on the front foot early, I think they. They'd had a couple of chances, but I think as soon as Stags adapted to their style, I think you could only see there was one team going to win yeah. in 90 minutes. I think they had the better of the first half because Stags didn't quite get up for it no. early enough. I think they just sat back a little bit too much, gave the opposition too much respect and gave them too much time to play the ball around. And I think if they'd have been on it straight away, I don't think Shaw Lane had got their goal in the first half, to be honest. Uh, let's have a look at some of the comments before we leave some in the live stream uh, Dave Millett says Danny Rose is staying for project promotion in Evans we trust Mansfield till I die and Paul says uh, very scrappy first half uh, some slowing tackles going in early Chris says we survived the banana skin but in the poor pitch effect, the poor pitch affected us in the first half I think it did I think do you know what I, I, it might seem like I'm criticising Evans a little bit here but I don't I genuinely don't think on that first half performance that they took the pitch into consideration for me Mark it didn't feel like anyone had actually been down alright they probably had Shaw Lane watched yeah. on videos and on Scout or whatever it's called nowadays yeah. but for me I don't think anybody physically made the trip to Shaw Lane to Sheeran Park and had a look first hand close but that pitch because the way Mansfield set up with Mellis and Byron midfield obviously was to try and be creative and try and pass it but yeah. you try and roll a pass across that service it's yeah. going to ping all over the shop yeah, they certainly made life difficult for us. I mean, again, like we've just said, you know, they they play like this week in week out, and you know the conditions. Yeah, I mean, it's no excuse really because it's the same for both sides. Really, and, you know, I think the first half it was a bit worrying to be fair because I mean they were looking. I mean, apart from the goal we scored, they, they were looking organised and they made life difficult for us. You know, and we was lumping the ball into the box and it was difficult to get into the game. But the second half, when we got into a shape. I think then we definitely. I'll say that's the, the thing. Shot. Sometimes you, when we're in the league, you can't blame the pitchers no. because you've got a, a pretty good standard of pitchers in this division, oh, yeah. even though we are quite far down the pyramid. Yeah. So to drop only two, what two, three divisions down, and to go on a play pitch like that, we saw it when we were, they were just warming up. It were cutting up quite badly then, and they were only warming up. We did a bit so of I a think, mini live video, didn't we? Yeah, and we, podcast would you become more and more famous than the actual this actual <laughs> show, which is quite concerning. But we had a look at the pitch, didn't we? we it didn't look exactly fantastic. Like it didn't look great at all, did it? And I think we set up. I wouldn't say that we set up wrong. I think we just didn't adapt quick enough. I think they got saw that we weren't. Um, quite ready for the challenge and interesting comment from, from Jason on, on that point actually he's just messaging on Facebook Jason Moyer and says we dropped their level for large parts of the game agree? I think for the, yeah I do agree and I think for them sort of games I think you have to because if we hadn't have got these hard tackles in and playing the ball long sometimes I think we'd have probably conceded a few more you think the situations that we got into we were goal mass scrambles trying, just trying to get the ball away yeah. I think if we'd have tried to be Mansfield and played the ball out like we would anywhere else I think we'd have conceded a hell of a lot more goals yeah. 
David disagrees, however, so let's see what you think of this, Mark, obviously from the perspective of uh, watching it on, on the TV and things like that. Yeah. David says, if I look, if you look back at the game over, all they had in, whole, in a whole was 10 minutes of the game, as Evans said. Mm-hmm. Watching that on the TV, is that something that you, that you felt that they had probably a short intermittent spells, but did we sort of, as a whole, sort of take control? Were we in control of that game? Uh, I won't say the first half, no, but I mean the second half they're coming to the game more. Um, but I think, you know, the pos- when they had possession, okay, they wasn't doing much with it, admittedly so, but even so, it was still a bit worrying because, again, if you um, if you lose your slip of concentration, then that's it, that's all it takes, and especially being a cup game, anything can happen, so. And the script was written, wasn't it? Obviously, yeah. we, th- we did sort of come out a little bit brighter in the second half and we got a few more moves going. Hamilton, I thought, was, was instrumental in that. McDonald yeah. as well was superb. His cross, yeah. by the way. A lot of people are talking about Danny Rose's finish, but the cross for that and the movement on it was, was sublime as yeah. well and brilliant as well. We'll come on to that a little bit more later. But for me, I think the thing is, the script writers right there, the reason it was on TV is because people wanted Shawlane to beat us they got a goal back a scrappy goal back really we didn't really particularly defend it that well we should have perhaps done a little bit better but it happens and we accepted it then we do well and we play quite well and we get the penalty and then we miss and one or two things could have happened there the heads could have dropped or we could have rallied fortunately we rallied and we got through the game yeah. but when you saw that penalty saved from the keeper to be fair was in good spirits right, oh, yeah, and had yeah. a good banter with the, with the crowd what was going through for your mind did the phone nearly go across the room then? Also I was frustrated with the miss but I still felt we'd create more chances I didn't think we'd go on to lose a game I still felt as though we'd have goals in us So that's the thing it's down to get, again it's down to these penalty situations we've scored what three penalties out of how many we've been given? Yeah. We've been Is given it three out of seven now. I think we've, three we've missed, missed four, scored three. I think that's right. Something like that. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's these sort of situations where we need to grab the game by the scruff of the neck. And I think give, being given opportunities like a penalty and missing them is not how you need to be doing it. You need to be taking yeah. full advantage of these opportunities, and especially for a tough game like Saturday where we could have we needed as much help as we needed because yeah. they were going to always going to be up for it more than we were another thing as well have we actually got a spot taker just that takes all the penalties I think Mellis took it just because he he scored, he scored the last on this one. season yeah. Yeah. yeah it was it was angle when he scored because after all the debate Evans came out and said right alright it's angle who's taking the penalties alright <laughs> and then <laughs> what what moving on <laughs> uh, <laughs> Evans came out and said it's, it's Angle who's going to take the penalties yeah. and then obviously he wasn't on the pitch when we got the, the third the, the one after which Mellis then took yeah. and scored so therefore by proxy he takes it yeah, what happens now is, is completely different let's go through some of uh, the other comments uh, Chris says KP should have t- taken the pen he'd have probably blazed the, the back of the net off and ripped it off and it would come flying to our faces so you know um, <laughs> it was the right game for Digby the midfield would have been tightened up which would have stopped uh, their midfield uh, breaking through uh, Simon says Shawlane unlucky to not go in front by half time but in the second half fitness took its toll and we took our chances apart from uh, the penalty uh, of course he also says whether it's Shawlane or Exeter we need to start putting these penalties away this could be the difference between winning and losing uh, and Peter says it's the magic of the FA Cup in the third round against a Premier League team we will be the underdogs and it's exactly that isn't it that's the nail on the head it is the magic of the FA Cup we can sit here and we can talk about the poor pitch whatever that's another point I'll come on to in, in a moment but 
it is about the journey and yeah. the fact we've, we've battled and avoided a potential banana skin ourselves that then sets us in good stead for you know for what could come I mean look back to, to 2013 at this stage in the competition we went to Slough Town who were a couple of divisions below us we drew with them at the one course stadium we couldn't beat them and then it went all the way to extra time and penalties yeah. and then fortunately at the end of it we got a reward in Liverpool so it's just each with the FA Cup each game is a challenge isn't it yeah, it's one absolutely. of those things one thing I do want uh, to, to pick up on and if you want to get involved in this on Facebook as well you can in the comments below or if you want to tweet us at MTFC Matters uh, as well we talk about the state of the pitch we talk about the facilities for me Saturday's trip to Shore Lane was a really really stark reminder of where we once were yeah. and how far we've come and without being too arrogant and without taking an arrogant approach to it of a reminder of where the goddamn hell we do not want to be again and that's nothing against Shore Lane I wish them all, all the best with, with their future endeavours but we were playing at grounds like that week in, week out. Yeah. And at this time of year when pitches are already cutting up, it's hard to play football yeah. and you have to find a way through that. And as much as people slag Paul Cox off for, for playing it long, the only way to avoid playing it on the ground and it bobbing all over the place is to play directional high football. Oh, exactly, and that's what we did on Saturday. We The pitch was cutting up even before half-time. It was cutting up as soon as we kicked the first ball in the first half. It's not... Anything that Shawley can do is not as anything that Athersley Recreation can do about their pitch either. Oh. It's just it does. With it being a ground share, the pitch doesn't get time to recover, no. and it's not. They've not got a massive budget to spend on the pitch like we've got spending close to a million pounds on a brand new pitch. Our pitch won't get like that at any point. So Evans has set out. And you wouldn't expect any other club in this division's pitch to get as bad. Ah, you, but you say but, ours won't get like that. It won't now because we've spent the money on it and Mez has done a fantastic job <laughs> with it. And obviously we thank John and Carolyn for you know, signing the chequebook. But two or three seasons ago, even though we weren't ground sharing, it was just us playing on the pitch. At this stage in the season, our pitch would start to have holes on it now. How much of an advantage is that for us now, knowing that we can come and play at home early November... Late November, early December, all the way through to probably you know January when it's getting heavy and it's getting hard and getting tough to play on. Mm. How vital is that now to know we can come home and play on a carpet? Well, yeah, it is. I mean, the style of football that we're wanting to play as well. You know, it doesn't matter what time of year, as you say, because the pitch is spick and span. And you know, you look at the the work we've got as well. So it just caters for how we play, and hope, you hope that it's just going to kick us on and. But you know, I mean, look at some away grounds we get, you, that you go to, like like some Accrington. No disrespect to them on Newport in the past. So you know, we've got no excuses to be honest with you. I'll say the pitch that we've got now is fantastic, and if we can't play good football on it, then I don't know what we're doing because I know yeah. when the Alan Shearer event rolled round that I did, I had a close look at the pitch because it was the first chance I got to get pitch side, yeah. and it's just so soft and it's so even and it just gives us that bit of an edge we can play creative football on it the ball's not going to bobble around mm. it's not we can actually play swift zippy football it's not not going to bobble around it's it's something we can build on mm. question and comment from from dave on facebook says fed up of hearing the word gelling but finally i think we are agree or disagree yeah i could see it i i'd agree yeah definitely mm. I think we are, and I think the the issue is now we've got such a, a big squad, and you you know you look like um, you look at the players who are missing at the moment, 
you know Murphy's out Angle's out we'll talk more about that in a little while as well and they've got to come back into the fold at some point I think we've got to be very very careful of managing those changes when we make them and integrating them back in the squad because we get to the point of if you've got so you know you can only play 11 players so that means say for argument's sake I think we've got a squad of what 24, 25 something like that let's just say 24 for argument's sake I'm probably wrong Um, you know just let's let's just let's just stay with 24 let's just say for argument's sake you've got a squad of 24 you can only pick 11 which leaves the rest out in the cold gaffer why am I not playing football yeah and then they get annoyed and spit the dumb out of the pram. Well, that's right, it's yeah. managing it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of having cup games as well because you can play them in that. Okay, I know it's not the same as the league, but end of the day, it's a chance for them to prove a point. It's the same with the reserve leagues. Like when we were back in the conference, and you'd got David Allsworth in charge, Mister Low, and every player that's <laughs> available. Yeah. But we had them problems in the past, and we didn't. I don't even think we. I didn't think we had the staff or the manager that could deal with it. And I think now we've got a bigger squad I think we have got the right team that can manage it because you've got Steve Evans and Paul Rayner bossing it on a match day but also when you've got your reserve games both of them normally do go to reserve games as well and give the fringe players a chance to run out and I think it's we didn't get as many reserve games back in the conference so a bigger squad didn't work you wouldn't get the game time so it's just sorry. I'm just laughing. Sorry, I'm just laughing at some of the comments coming from Facebook. Uh, Gary says in the comments, "Can you please cover the the blue short shirt up behind you? It looks like a spyrite shirt. Never should play in blue. Don't move it because it will. Everything will fall down. This is tactically moved. Don't move anything. It's tactical. I can assure you, it's a home shirt. I just slightly." There you go, you can see it is, a, it is one of the home shirts, but <laughs> see, it's slight OCD. The problem with this is right, we don't have a massive budget. Now, if anyone wants to chuck us some money, we, we can definitely sort this out and have a proper set. But the Spotting thing is, everything's yeah. held up by these, I guess, holding these shirts up, and the blue one was right in the middle. And if I move that, everything will fall down, and all you'll see behind us is a dodgy looking wall. So nobody wants that, uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, the blue thing, yeah, maybe. I do love the. I do prefer the white away shirt. I love the white. Oh, away it is shirt. so much better. It is so much better. Let's go back to to the comments. I hope that's cleared that up for you, Gary. By the way, uh, thanks for bringing that up and thanks for tuning in. Let's go back through some of the comments. Um, we were talking about the pitch, weren't we? As well, Michael's made a good point uh, about Saturday's game at Coventry. We'll come to that later on. Please do remind me and Michael if I haven't raised your comment. Um, uh, we will um, look at that as well. Gary says, I'll donate 30 quid if you take it down and lob it. Yeah, but everything else will fall down. I'm tempted, but... Because that's like food, but... <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'll tell you what, if you make it... If uh, if everyone else does the same and it gets to a nice le- figure, we might consider it. <laughs> uh, where was I? I was in the comments, wasn't I, as well? Uh, we'll come to Michael's comments later. Michael, if I don't answer your point, please do uh, raise it again about Coventry. Chris shows talking about the pitch. Uh, it shows the amount of belief that the Radfords have in MTFC uh, and want to progress to a higher status, i.e. Uh, League One and higher in the future. Mick says, we were talking about, obviously, um, squad development and things like that as well. Uh, Mick says, I think we have a squad for the second half of the season with injuries and when injuries and bans uh, will come into place, what do you guys think? I'll start with you, Mark. Yeah, I think that's it. Evans thinking about signing the players, you know, injuries, suspensions, and I mean, well, that as well, and competition for places. Uh, so yeah, I think yeah, definitely, I'd agree with that. It certainly is one, isn't it, Cam? I mean, if you look at what we, we've got, it's I think the reserve team. We'll talk about more about this in a little bit as well because we'll talk about the reserves result, but. 
the reserve team will play a vital part in this won't it because it's keeping players fit it's keeping players active it's keeping players for want of a better word competitive because it is a competitive league that they're playing it's not just mm. a friendly exactly and going back to the point I made earlier back in the conference when we were playing reserve games it was just friendlies all the time there was no, no bite in the game there was nothing to uh, chase the game for whereas now it's because it's a league you've got that a little bit more incentive and going back to what Evan said uh, might have been last season you don't get fit to play you get fit by playing mm. so for someone such as David Murphy who's prone to injuries at the minute yeah. uh, Alex McDonald was one at the beginning of the season as well mm. Lee Angle needed some time on the pitch to find his goal scoring boots it's giving these players chance to play mm. and still have that competitive hunger in the game Let's talk about Danny Rose then obviously we've, we've been talking a little bit about obviously the Saturday at Shaw Lane Let's talk about Danny Rose as a player and the impact he had. I've been having this argument at work with, with my colleague about which goal was the better goal. Out of the two, volley or header, what are you going to say, Mark? Volley. Cam? That's a tough one, to be honest. Because you look at it and you think it was a fantastic piece of skill for the, the volley, but I'm going to say header purely because it's down to how you move off the ball it was a fantastic was it CJ Hamilton or Mal, Mal Benning I think it was it? Benning to Hamilton I was saying whoever Benning crossed it, it, that, it was to Hamilton the cross was from it Hamilton, was yeah. fantastic ball in but Danny Rose's movement off the ball to get into that position to leap higher than players that were a good few inches taller than him to get the angle on the ball to loop over the goalkeeper I think he just took that little bit extra class to get that one in I think the thing with that as well is it's all about um, it's all about the way he moved his body I mean to get in the box and to, to get a volley away obviously there is something special about that goal the technique what have you the, yeah. the clean strike but you can probably knock that ball in a hundred times and you're probably going to score twice mm. which is fair enough but the movement for the header as Cam said and then it wasn't just a simple cross and get your head stuck on it mm. the way he arced his neck and managed to deflect the ball up and loop over the goalkeeper into the top corner to make it drop yeah, it was that for me was that just shows his class and I do worry about where Mansfield would be I mean I think we've signed some good players we've got potential in there as we say week in week out yeah. but where on earth would this Mansfield town be, team be without Danny Rose. Well, that's what worries him. And if he gets injured or suspended, who's going to score the goals? I mean, can you see the angle stepping up to the plate? One, I, I don't. Well, that's thing. If to, say Danny Rose got injured Saturday or got sent yeah. off or whatever, then we've not got Lee Angle on the bench. Yeah, that's we've it. not got us goal yeah, uh, second yeah. goal scorer on the bench. Then we got Spencer and Sterling James, aren't you? And Sterling James isn't. He's not a striker. Really. He's not a striker. He's a wingman. I think he's, he's good impact wingman. Yeah, and I think it's going to be tough for. Um, someone like Sterling James to get in the squad with CJ Hamilton play so well I think they play very similar positions mm. and I think it's I think we probably do need a striker in January I think if Rose and Hemmings could keep this partnership going and they can start getting goals each rather than just Danny Rose getting the goals yeah. I think they'll probably keep Hemmings on a permanent well yeah, that's I, it I mean if he starts scoring now Hemmings that, that changes everything he's a good player but I just think he needs to find his scoring boots and I think that's what he's struggling with I don't know whether it's a confidence thing or whether it's a an ability thing mm. we'll just have to find out as the might, season goes on I think on. he's trying too hard I think 
Yeah, he's taking, he's making this step down from League One to prove a point that he can score goals to get into the Oxford team. And I think once he does that, I think ears will start perking up like they are with Danny Rose. This lad can score goals. He's a good player. He can help the team as well. And just looking at uh, some of the comments coming through on uh, Facebook uh, as well, we was obviously talked about which one was better. Jason says header. Uh, Chris says defo header. And Simon, who are you actually doing any work? I mean, you say you're at work. Are you actually doing anything? Are you just stood there just collecting money because this is going to be on a joke now. Um, he says. Um, uh, he also says uh, volley for technique but the header how he got in between two defenders and beat the goalie as well uh, but it was all about the crosses yeah absolutely I mean sometimes you do look don't you at, at who scores the goals but if the service ain't there um, then Simon says yes he's doing work by the way I don't, I don't believe him um, <laughs> if the service isn't there yeah. then you're not going to get it and I think yeah. you've got to praise it just goes to show doesn't it we were talking about this it's that outlet ball out wide yeah. get crosses out wide get into the box get on the end of him McDonald superb cross for the volley yeah. and CJ Hamilton spot on cross for, for the header and, and that's what we need more of we can get balls out wide early yeah. get the full backs beat and get good crosses into the box Danny Rose will score more will keep scoring more and then I believe that Hemmings will start scoring a few more you look at the goals he, he has scored you know yeah. he's they've come from crosses he does like to get in the box I think sometimes a lot of the pressure has come on him because we've been so narrow and so tried to play forcefully down the middle yeah. his looks perhaps not come off so yeah, you look at the creativity we've got in midfield with Byron and Nellis and that we're going to create goals Definitely. so you think about all the missed chances that we've had Hemmings missed a penalty at Carlisle which I think mm. was a fantastic save anyway mm. but I think there's just the chances that he's had they've all just fell uh, one was against Notts County where he was just balls looping over him he tried to take it first time I think he's trying to be too clever with his play mm. just dumb it down a bit and just play basic football and I think he'd get not necessarily get more chances but the chances he does get he doesn't overthink them mm. and I think rather than trying to daintily dink it past the goalkeeper I think if you took a touch and then tried to shoot yeah. I think he'd score more goals and I think it was unlucky not to score on Saturday and I think where one of the best chances of the first half where he's just straight over top front goalkeeper their defence miss it Hemmings runs onto it and he tries looping it over the goalkeeper and I think if he'd have took that few extra yards closer to keeper towards the goal and got a shot low and hard in I think he'd have probably scored from that to be honest it's all about composure isn't it and, mm. and just trying to get that finishing touch uh, Chris says Angle must be pulling his hair out because he's better than Hemmings Angle is out injured so that's why he's not involved and that's why he wasn't involved uh, on Saturday I think Steve Evans said in his press conference today uh, that both him and David Murphy are about a couple of weeks away uh, from being back into contention training wise so mm. bit of a blow uh, with, with that one with, with Angle but again an opportunity for other players uh, to step up on that point uh, other strikers doing particularly well uh, Jimmy Spencer I thought was excellent in the Checker Trade Trophy game against Everton which we mentioned uh, last week and he's also continued to, to impress yes he snatched that chance against Shaw Lane but for me, left foot, I, I personally think he was trying to knock it back across the box for, for McDonald, but that's my <laughs> own opinion. Uh, but he scored twice for the reserves in midweek. He's clearly impressing Evans at the moment, so maybe it could, could be his time of year, really, when you consider the weather and the pitches and what have you as well. Yeah. Um, but so opportunities for, for them to uh, come in. Let's have a look then. Uh, obviously, we've looked at Shaw Lane, we've talked about Danny Rose and what have you. Let's look at what's followed on from that. 
the FA Cup second round draw. Yeah. I said, I tweeted before that we would get Geisley, and I wasn't wrong. <laughs> if they can get through against Accrington, Paul Cox, the Stags' second most successful manager ever, will be back at the One Course Stadium. Uh, for the first time a lot of people let's get this out of the way first and foremost a lot of people are a little bit like um, oh it's not a great draw or whatever doesn't matter the second game the second F round of the FA Cup is not about getting a good draw it's about getting through because the, the prize is on yeah. the other side isn't it yeah. Accrington bogey team yeah whatever but, but we're at home we're at home so yeah. it's it's fine mm. personally out of the two I do want Geisley yeah. I think it would be a nice uh, I think We've not seen Paul Cox in the competitive game, or at all really, since obviously he left. A lot of people dislike him, disliked him towards the end, but for me he'll always be the man who got us back to the Football yeah. League. He was, was always a top man with me as well anyway. It'd be nice to see him come back to the one Course Stadium, get a bit of a round of applause and you know, wish him well in his new job yeah, by yeah. knocking him out of the FA Cup. But <laughs> it, it would be nice, wouldn't it, to, to see think, Paul Cox yeah. back. I think it would also be a better game if we did play someone like Geisley because we play teams like Accrington week in week out if we play someone that's I wouldn't say that's doing particularly well in the National League but always managed to grind out results when they need to and I think it's that we've seen what Shaw Lane can do and we've been to theirs now we can, now maybe we can see what a National League team can do when they come to us yeah good test for us bring them into our ballpark not playing that long ball that Shaw Lane were doing play the Mansfield way play actually play football get Byron Mellis knocking the ball around getting it zipping up the wing for McDonald and Hamilton to chase after make them play the Mansfield way not and just test ourselves see how far we can push ourselves to get the result let's stay on the uh, subject of cup competitions for just a moment obviously Mansfield will progress and have progressed in the Checker Trade Trophy, which yeah. we all thought would happen uh, anyway. Uh, Mansfield will be away uh, because they finished as runners-up in the group. Lincoln beat Notts County by two goals to one, which means they topped the group. Uh, and it's now a bit of a weird format because it gets split up into um, four pots. Um, so the winners of Group A, B, C and D uh, will host one of the runners-up from E, F, G and H. So we will mm. either play... Fleetwood or Carlisle away. Uh, they've still got to play to decide who will top that group. Uh, Blackpool, Rochdale or Berry or Port Vale. It's an away trip mileage-wise, which you don't particularly want on a Tuesday night. But you know, Port Vale's well, not too bad. Port vale who fancies a um, another Tuesday night trip to Port? I mean, can we just not play it when we play Port Vale in a couple of weeks' time? If we just, if we just do it as a, 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 a double, double fixture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ever thought of Blackpool on a Tuesday night? Doesn't sound in December. That, yeah, it doesn't sound great, does it? Uh, uh. Then Blackpool Illuminations, maybe. <laughs> might, they might be submitting that. Bit of sightseeing. What do you reckon? No. Yeah. No. For that. That, that's the thing you could do it with Fleetwood as well. It's well, only yeah. like send down well, the road, isn't it? Yeah, right, tram, don't you? The one we don't want is what we had last year, which would be. Carlisle away on Tuesday night—that'd be absolute nightmare. Well, did win it, didn't we? Well, yeah. The, the, uh, yeah, but who was the man that won it for us? Yeah, yeah. Danny Rose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think the thing is, as it's not particularly about who we play, we threw to it anyway. A lot of people want, perhaps wanted us to be out, but it's an opportunity to go and earn a little bit more money, which goes into the coffers for 
for January, which is all right. And yeah. it, it could be worse. It could be an open competition like it used to be, yeah. and we could be going to Exeter on a Tuesday night right. or oh, a Yeovil. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Sounds so fun. <laughs> it, it could be a, a lot, lot worse. Let's switch our attention now then uh, to talk um, very briefly uh, for now uh, about um, the reserve team. Uh, a win against York, 5-0 I believe on uh, Tuesday. Two goals for Callum Butcher, two goals for Jimmy Spencer and one randomly for Hayden White as well. A strong team, it was 11 first teamers which started uh, that game. Competition for places uh, is rife and Steve Evans has said Mark in his press conferences today that he's watched the game back mm-hmm. and there are a few performances which have put themselves in contention uh, for Saturday's trip uh, to Coventry. So it just goes to show... Yeah. You know, if you if you step up to the plate and perform, you're going to get the opportunities. Well, that's it. That's what it's all about. I mean, the strength and depth that we've talked about before as well. I mean, you look at the players outside. Injured. Just going to cut you off there for a second before I forget, and we'll come back to that point in a yeah. second. Uh, <laughs> Fleetwood beat Carlisle last night, so it won't be Carlisle. Thanks for that, Mark. Much appreciated. Uh, I obviously didn't look out for results last night because Wednesday night is a very good night for me. Carry on, Mark. Moving on. <laughs> But no, like I was saying, the strength and depth quality. But there's a chance for these players to really, you know, get themselves back into the team. And if they play play well, if the confidence is running high, then why not? Really. So, we, and it's match fitness as well, which is the most important thing for the players. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I think it's uh, if you look at you know the players such as Jimmy Spencer and, and players like that, and even some of the defenders as well. You know, you dig beers, you. Your fullbacks as well. You've, I suppose, in each position, whether you've got two players for yeah. each position. So I think having that competition for places keeps it fresh because those in the first team who were in those positions, they then got to turn up and think, "Well, hang on a minute, Jimmy Spencer played well on uh, in midweek at, in the reserves. Yeah, right. Such and such played well in my position. I'm going to have to step it up." And I think that then moves its way up the ranks, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's good that we've got such a competitive team this year from players that have come up from come down from higher levels, the odd few coming up from lower levels. And I think trying to get the best out of players is great this season. And I think having these reserve games quite regularly as well, it's every two weeks, sometimes you've got a weekly game as well. And I think it just gives the players a little bit more fight for their position. Because before, you'd be, last season, you'd, uh, quite a few of the players they expect to play every game mm-hmm. Reece Bennett played every game so you'd be that sort of player but expect to walk in mm-hmm. whereas this season he's not had much of a chance because everyone's been fighting as I understand it I think the, the central league the reserve league I think is every two weeks I might be, might be wrong in that I'm sure somebody will put me right on that uh, but um, as I understand it the management do like to try and get a game each week so whether that will be a public game like for example at the end of the month the one at Clipston even though that's obviously to raise money for, for the club after what happened to them a couple of weeks ago yeah. with the vandalism and, and what have you which is great it's still a competitive fixture and it's still an opportunity for Steve Owens to go alright get yourself out there and, and, and earn your shirt earn your shirt son you know <laughs> Uh, it's an opportunity for them to go out and, and try yeah, and perform yeah. and to try and put the pressure on, which is fine. Or whether that's a behind the closed doors game, which we don't particularly know about. Yeah. You know, which which is all right. We'd probably like to and, and well, yeah. at least, but yeah, yeah. you know, the, the point is, it's they're still getting competitive football, and I think that for me is is key. If you as a player now, regardless of whether it's a, obviously you want to be playing in League Two. Yeah, of course. That's a given. You want to be playing for the first team in the starting eleven, but sometimes you've got to accept that it's not going to happen. No. But if you as a player know, right, there's an opportunity once a week for me to, to get a, to play some football, 
to impress, I'm going to go out there and take it. That, for me, would keep me motivated enough to try and kick on and put the pressure on. Exactly. Would it not you? Yeah, it would. And with the higher level of competition that you've got for positions, because we've more or less across the entire squad, we've got one uh, one extra player for each position, if not two. Yeah. So it's not that you're challenging one person like it used to be, and you might expect to walk into the squad. Yeah. Whereas now you're competing against several other players for like your strikers, for example. Uh, you'd probably expect Danny Rose to start on Saturday. Kane Hemmings, you might expect to start. But you never know, they might chuck Dimitri Spencer in there because he played well on um, on Tuesday. You might chuck Amara Sterling James in there just for a bit of pace up front. Yeah. Same with the midfield, Mellis and Byron. And Byron. Mm-hmm. You might chuck Atkinson in there or Butcher. You've got competition from every angle this season, which I think is not only improving one player's game, but also other players within the squad, so you're yeah. not trying to juggle players all the time they're keeping themselves hungry because they want to better themselves they want a place in this squad yeah we've seen what happened to Danny Rose as well when he got dropped through a few games and how it made him and look what he's doing now so hopefully they could be the same impact on the other players yeah certainly so let's take a break from talking about the, the here and now and move on to one of the, the regular features which has been on a bit, on a bit of a holiday to be fair over the last couple <laughs> of weeks because so, we've done some, some quizzes and things like that we will talk uh, later on in the show uh, by the way we'll talk more about the return uh, of Paul Cox we're going to talk attendances as well uh, and we're also uh, going to be talking uh, more uh, about commentary as well looking ahead to that on Saturday uh, also if you've got a point you want to raise keep them coming in in the Facebook comments and we will get to them later on in the show but now time to turn our attention to the ultimate uh, 11 which uh, over the last couple of weeks we've always picked our players who we like and who we, we, we support and we're going to do something a little bit different today first and foremost for those who don't know what the ultimate 11 is this is the part of the show where myself and the panel men- members um pick their favourite players from a certain position however over the course of the season it has changed slightly because as you may notice if you're watching on the video live stream if you're not and you're listening to the audio and you've missed it 6.30 every Thursday facebook.com forward slash MTFC matters make sure you get there in future don't worry we'll forgive you this week Uh, and you'll see our well one beautiful young looking good looking face and then these two idiots um, you'll notice that we are quite young even though Cam's trying to get a little bit older by growing a little bit of uh, <laughs> struggle I don't know what's going off there uh, and Mark, full, full Paul Anderson I mean if I yeah. sat that side it would be it would be the evolution of beard once again it it would, you, yeah. Yeah. if you're wondering what that is episode 2 of the podcast was evolution of beard I do believe go back yeah. on SoundCloud or on our website mtfcmatters.co.uk and you can listen back to the whole series again <laughs> if you want to I mean you probably get locked up in a pile. I believe so, we're also on iTunes now, aren't we? Well plugged, Cam. Yeah, you can subscribe <laughs> to the Mansfield Matters podcast on iTunes. If you want to find out how to do so, there's a picture on our Facebook page which shows you how to do so. Just search Mansfield Matters podcast and it's there. Um, anyway, the point is, we're all young pups. So we all started watching. I started watching football in the uh, Mansfield in the early noughties. Mark, when did you start? Yeah, time. And Cam, you weren't born to... Half. Like when halfway were you born? through the north. I was born in 99. 99, so you probably started watching 2005-ish. 2004, 5, yeah. 2-4, 2-5. Uh, so we're all young, so we don't can't really remember the classic players, the ones who really probably deserve to be in the ultimate, ultimate uh, 11, the actual legends. So we've called it the millennial ultimate 11, where we pick players post-noughties who go in the side with a few exceptions here and there. Today, however, rather than pick good players... Would you agree that every team 
has a weak link. Every team has that one who tries, but mm, just didn't live up to, to expectations. Would you agree? No. No? Why wouldn't you agree? Because <laughs> man won last week. Well, all right, <laughs> it fair was enough. Guys that didn't. <laughs> yeah, underperforming players, shall we say? Yeah, say it in the air. <laughs> underperforming players, the, the players who yeah. have <laughs> promised but just don't deliver. Yeah. You know, yeah. those ones who are great on Football Manager, but in reality, are <laughs> just absolutely yeah. awful. Um, so today, we're going to pick our. I don't know how to, I don't know what, what to, I want to call them just awful, really, but um, players who tried but ultimately didn't deliver yeah, yeah. so we're going to have that one sort of position we will pick other players uh, in, in the future as well but because it's just us three we're going to pick uh, players who in a central midfielder we are going to stick with the position yeah. players uh, we're going to pick a player who tried but ultimately wasn't really fit to wear the shirt let's be honest yeah you're that's it we'll call it that the chant the classic chant from the, the terrace yeah. you're not fit to wear the shirt <laughs> I want a player you can get a proper ramp mode on me I don't mind I want a player who wasn't fit to wear the famous amber and blue shirt, central midfielder. Mm. If you've got a suggestion, get them in on, on Facebook right now in the in the comments. Central midfielders who weren't fit to wear the shirt post noughties. They must be post noughties. Uh, uh, Simon mm. says like Rob Duffy, exactly like Rob Duffy, but a central midfielder. Yeah, <laughs> get, keep those uh, keep those uh, coming in. I think uh, that's- as well. I think the, the comments on there is phrase. I've got it on my phone though, it's alright, it's all good fun. Uh, but the, we're still live, so yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so keep those um, coming in uh, as well. We want central midfielders who weren't fit to wear the shirt. Mark, have you got a couple? Even if you've got a couple of names, you can't just pin it to one. Give me a couple of names and then we'll, we'll, we'll debate it and, and, and see. I wouldn't say they're like really bad players because. Mark says uh, Fraser McLaughlin. Oops. You can't remember Fraser McLaughlin? That was Carlton Palmer era. <laughs> Would you agree with me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Is there another player that you've watched in midfield? I mean, even you could even pick a, a good one if you like, and, we'll, and then just give you reasons for why he's bad. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I want to say Adam Chapman, but the thing is, he did have a good spell over in the conference. But your argument is he wasn't good in the football league. Football league. I've spelled as well in the football league. I'd save it for a minute because we're going to go with Adam yeah. Chapman. But I think we'll we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. go along with that, won't we, Cam? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, it's so cool. <laughs> it is quite hard to be honest. Yeah, it's yeah, not. It's, it's not quite as easy to yeah. think as a good player. Like, yeah, that's just because you two are like. Um, you two are, are more. Less ranty than me. You care about people. Oh feelings. no, I'll, I'll rant. But it's just like you got to think yeah. like what are all of our players that we might not dif- particularly like might have been somebody else's favourite player. Like yeah, yeah. when we was on the car in the car on the way up here, I said my favourite player back from many many years ago was Danny Reed, and I got that reaction. So <laughs> you see, you see my point. I just we'll we'll back. I think people get it's, it's tongue in cheek. It's it's a bit of a joke. Who, who, who are you thinking of? Put <laughs> uh, yourself out there. Come on, be brave now. You're, eight, you're, you're 18, you're a man. You're an adult, you can take it. If you can't, we're going to rip your hat off and we're going to make you have a shave and become a, a baby-faced again. Come on. There he is, look. He's going to um, or Stone Island on this. Come on. Pin your colours to the mast. Gary Roberts. Gary Roberts. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Mine, uh, I am 
going to go and I'm, I reckon I'm going to win this week uh, by the way remember if you've just joined us and you're wondering why if you're wondering why we're picking not great players for, for the Ultimate Eleven. we're picking the one who's not fit to wear the shirt okay I'm going to pick Tyrone Thompson oh that was a quality on goal though you got to say it <laughs> yeah, fantastic thanks for making my pitch for oh. me okay so the usual rules do apply here uh, the, the usual rules <laughs> The usual rules, you see, you didn't think it through, did you? You had all that time to think it through. I told you about it before and you just didn't. I had that in my head all the way through. The usual rules do apply. You've got one minute to stake your claim for why your player who's not fit to wear the shirt deserves a place in the Ultimate Eleven as the bad guy, okay? You're not fit to wear the shirt. Um, I'm going to let Cam go first. This week, um, Cam, you said you weren't afraid to rant, so me and Mark are expecting big things, oh, aren't we, Mark? Go, 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 go on. Right now, fair enough. Where, where we'll, <laughs> we can maybe we can maybe put that one out there. Cam, one minute for why Adam Chapman is not fit to wear the shirt. Adam Chapman, Gary Roberts, Gary Roberts. Roberts. You can tell it's live. <laughs> yeah. Cam, one minute for uh, why Gary Roberts is not fit to wear the shirt starts in three, two, one, go. Gary Roberts. Tough tackler, too tough. You look back at his games in the conference that he played for us and he's going in for these wild challenges, never going to win the ball, just purely going for the man and just hacking them down. No real thought into his game. I can't say, he got us through a tough period in the conference where we weren't getting the results so we were just drawing all the time. But I think them sort of players we needed back then. But I think... I think a lot of the time the bad results became came because he got sent off. You think? Uh, I know. I think it was like Grimsby away. We got taunt like seven two or something ridiculous like that, and he'd been sent off, and it just changed the entire game. And I just think it's letting the, let the entire side down on too many occasions back in the day. And I think fair enough, being a tough tackler is great, but he, he never really had any thought into his tackles and how he's going to go in for him so yeah it's just not quite getting it right that'll do that'll do nearly a minute Um, I'll tell you a quick story about Gary Roberts obviously um, he's from a famous city which does have its uh, not so great areas to to be fair Um, don't just you made a point by the way um, in, in yours that he played in that 7-2 defeat was it at Grimsby yeah, I don't I think don't, he did he, I didn't, he, was, he was the year after he played on the Cox he was the year after was the, the season year after. after we still got yeah. beat but yeah but. we still got beat but yeah <laughs> I, I'll let you I'll let you have it um, I, Gary Roberts obviously must have had his demons on and off the pitch he, 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 we know there was issues like gambling issues and, and you know, drink issues and whatever, which which tarnished his career. But I once saw Gary Roberts. Remember Ebbsfleet away? Remember Ebbsfleet? Anyone been to Ebbsfleet? No, neither. No. Okay, well, <laughs> old wooden stand. Um, I was doing some commentary at Ebbsfleet. Uh, I think it was the hot, one of the hottest days of the year, actually, when my headset literally fused to my ears. Um, and I saw Gary Roberts after the game with a fag in both hands, one fag in each hand. <laughs> took one drug out of the, out of one another drag out of the other and then kept swapping hands and he, so I walked around the corner and he went Craig, oh, Craig, Craig Gaffer's not around is he? It's like no, nah, no, nah, you're alright you're alright Robert you're alright and he carried on smoking both fags and, uh, <laughs> and had two, two fags after the game and, and went back to the team wow. but it was a character to uh, say the least even so um, we are looking for uh, 
an ultimate 11 midfielder who just joined us who's not fit to wear the shirt we're not saying that these are players who we put in an ultimate 11 we're just doing something a bit tongue in cheek uh, today so Cam's choice was Gary Roberts Mark's choice is Adam Chapman yeah. your minute on why Adam Chapman is not fit to wear the shirt starts in 3, 2, 1 go Adam Chapman in the conference stage you know he, he did play an instrumental part his debut scored a hat trick for us I believe Um like I say, you can't fault him in the conference at all. It's just I felt as though when we did get into the football league, I just felt uh, the side of football we were playing, I just didn't think he was suited to it. It was always a long ball, very frustrating player. I mean, don't get me wrong, he had the odd one or two games where we did stand out, but it wasn't really consistent enough for me, and it was just frustrating just putting the long balls up into the box. And, you know, for a creative midfielder, you expect more to chip him with goals and assists and I don't think he really brought that to the team but again take nothing away from him in the conference but to me I don't think he was good enough to be in a football league player well, there you go and uh, he's now showing that I mean he's 27 he's Adam Chapman yeah. uh, left Boston Conference North he's now yeah. playing for Sheffield FC waste for talent he was an, he's the classic example of you know do well in your home debut or whatever and, and then go down I agree mate he was top draw in the conference and, yeah. and did well for us but in the football league, completely different player. Cam, are you ready to do your one uh, bit of uh, bit of marshalling, if you like? And uh, and have you got a stopwatch on your phone? Yes, I do. Come on, just sort yourself out. I'm giving you some responsibility. Well, Give me brand new phone now. Uh, let's have a quick scroll through the uh, comments uh, uh, whilst you're you're doing that. Uh, Simon says Danny Reet, really. Uh, Tyrone was the, Chris says Tyrone was the worst ever. He lost as a non-league cup. Uh, can I join in and say Adam Smith, please? Um, no, Simon, you can't join in and say Adam Smith, please, because you're not here and you should be doing some work. You work shy little boy. Uh, only joking. Uh, but I tell you what, you have missed out on both you and Nathan. I have missed out on. I'll try and cover the brand up. Um, Frosted fancies. I don't know if you can see them. Probably see them. Uh, cakes. Very yeah, nice. Brought, brought a, a new one. Winter special ones. Lovely cakes. <laughs> Can't guarantee there'll be any left for next week. So just goes to show what happens when you don't turn up. Uh, only joking, mate. I uh, hope you're enjoying your work. Um, uh, Paul said on on Facebook says not midfielder, but didn't Carlton Palmer play uh, in a, a game one season? Yes, he did, and he was a central midfielder with Carlton Palmer. However, he played. Uh, he made his debut at um, Stockport away at the start of his first full season in, in charge. Uh, and actually, uh, as, as bad as he was as a manager, he wasn't actually that bad as a player. We were actually tuning up at Stockport and it all went wrong when Palmer took himself off. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. I remember that, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, and Simon says, it's a team effort, so if it was uh, me and I lost my place to someone else who was... Oh, he's talking... I was going to read the comment out, but he was talking about uh, what we were talking about earlier on, so there you go. Uh, Anyway, Cam, um, we are in the middle of um, our Ultimate Eleven, uh, where we're looking at players who aren't fit to wear the shirt for a bit of tongue-in-cheek laugh and a bit of light relief. Uh, Cam, you went for Gary Roberts. Mark, you went for Adam Chapman. I've gone for Tyrone Thompson. So, Cam, it's over to you. Right then. Uh, starts in three, two, one, go. Tyrone Thompson. Wow. Who can remember or who can ever forget that disastrous piece of football, Hazen Yedding away? One of the worst footballing experiences ever I have ever, ever experienced. The ball comes in from the far side and it's an easy one to deal with. All he's got to do is put his foot through it and send it crashing out into the housing estate over yonder. What does he do? 
He spots whoever was in goal for us that day. I think it was David Groff, sort of off his line, and for some reason turns into a Hazen Yedding player. Curls the ball into the top corner. It's the greatest finish you've ever seen, if you're a striker. But he wasn't. He was playing up right back, and it was a disastrous own goal, which was an absolute joke. And then at Wembley, Mansfield Town on the cusp of something good, and you can shove your stopwatch where the sun doesn't shine, because I'm not finished with this rant, son. Uh, at Wembley, Tyrone Thompson, all he had to do was put the ball out of play. I don't care about the time. All he had to do was put the ball out of play and keep it safe. But what does he do? He misses it. They get a throw, doesn't pick up his marker, cross comes into the box, Chris Senior, 119th minute, header goes into the back of the net, and our dreams are shattered Don't like a giant this. walking on a paper cup. Tyrone Thompson, you're not fit to wear the shirt, and you lot at home better click on Tyrone Thompson for the vote. Rant over. We'll probably went about a minute over, but couldn't don't remind don't remind us of Wembley heartbreak. Couldn't care less. I uh, hope you've enjoyed our little bit of uh, tongue-in-cheek fun. I think you uh, enjoyed it more than everybody else did. <laughs> I, need get, I need to get that out of my system. To be fair, uh, I hope you've enjoyed a little bit of tongue-in-cheek fun. Uh, head over to Twitter at MTFC Matters uh, to vote on that. We're looking for the ultimate eleven central midfielder, the one who's not fit to wear the shirt. Will it be? Gary Roberts, will it be uh, Adam Chapman or will it be Tyrone couldn't score a goal, uh, Tyrone best own goal on YouTube, Thompson for the shirt, we'll reveal all in next week's <laughs> show. Let's, um, let's, uh, Simon says in the rules, obviously this doesn't count, uh, this doesn't count over three minutes, probably not, but yeah. Um, let's uh, move on uh, and look at uh, things uh, elsewhere then uh, let's move back to the topics uh, in hand if you've got a comment and you want to get in touch uh, you certainly can do so via the usual methods drop us a comment in the comments below or you can tweet us at MTFC Matters Coventry uh, on uh, Saturday, Saturday then Mark obviously going to go back to a point if I can find it um, which um, Michael raised earlier on I can't remember what he said uh, word for word my comments won't let me scroll that far back I've had plenty of comments coming in tonight keep them coming in uh, as well but he says looking at the difference between Shawlane and Coventry obviously Shawlane tight pitch bobbly yeah. uh, open to the elements and what have you massive difference going oh, to yeah. Coventry on Saturday how are Mansfield going to cope with it you know, I think it will suit us the way that we play. You know, the width we've got in the team and the style of football we'll play. I think, I think we'll, if we stay to our game and play the way that we do, I think we'll give them a game. I mean, Coventry at home struggling as well. So, you know, I think we've got a good chance, to be honest with you. Mark Robbins, obviously a, a good manager with plenty of experience promotion-wise and things like that. They've assembled a, a decent squad, but as you say, struggling a little bit. Uh, at home uh, six in League 2 at the moment but in a bit of a rough spell one win in their last five games Camp Mansfield pretty much uh, an ideal time with, with us with, with our form at the moment because on paper it is actually relatively decent I think you know uh, three wins in six three draws three wins we're not in in all competitions obviously you'd probably say a decent bit of form now we've turned a bit of a corner ideal time to go to Coventry is it? Definitely I think their fans expect a lot more from what their team can deliver at the minute and oh, I think yeah. just we'll they, pick up on that right. in a second but, I just want to say right. this uh, Simon's just got in touch on the comments and says gotta go guys and do some work it's about time you've been watching for an hour can't sky <laughs> off for that long see you next week mate thank you very much for, for joining us <laughs> as well can we go back to, you, to, 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 to your point please but yeah Coventry fans expect a lot more than their team can deliver and they get on their backs a lot easier than a lot of fans because you look at where Coventry was oh, yeah. three four much years ago on the edge of the Premier League you look at they were pushing it's one hell of a fourth from grace isn't it it is you look yeah. at Luton did the exact same thing and ha- fell a hell of a lot further 
Um, trying to think of other teams Stock, Stockport did it Portsmouth, yeah, Portsmouth done it Stockport, Plymouth yeah. did it look at Stockport now as well they're struggling in, I think they're in Conference North aren't yeah. they so. but yeah you look at all these teams they struggle to perform at home as well and I think they don't think they've spent a lot of money and I think they've not got the fans have not got what they want from it so far and I think that's where their downfall is they can perform away from home so they haven't got as much pressure yeah. but as soon as they're at home They've got their fans on their back straight away, well, and I don't in, think. But they're in a pretty decent position, aren't they? They're pretty, they're pretty good yeah, position, you know. but you look at the. I think it, they're in the same position as us. They've brought in players that should be pushing higher up the league table. Obviously, we came to the f- season. Just want to highlight on that as well in no sport part, actually, to the Checker Trade Trophy and the money that generated for them last year in winning it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, but it's still money, in all fairness. They rent the ground, so they don't have to pay as much no. stuff anymore, so they most of their budget goes on players and I think they've recruited well but they're not pulling out the performance and I think it's the same as us and I think we we can get performances away from home and at home whereas at the minute Coventry can only get performances away from home yeah. uh, just looking at a comment Chris says and I think this highlights probably you know why their home form is, is, is not that great it's a great ground but dead atmosphere it's a bit like Darlington in the conference can you remember that big bowl of yeah. a stadium all the way around wrapped all the way around but they're just not getting the support in there and yeah. I think sometimes you see that at the one call sometimes don't you? especially like in the, in the games yeah. like the checker trade and things like that when the crowds aren't there especially in grounds like commentary mm. it can feel empty it can feel soulless and that especially with the amount of Stags fans we are going to take on Saturday yeah. certainly plays to our advantage doesn't yeah. it? It takes the pressure out don't it from it it makes it easier for the players to get on with the jobs and you know, we don't worry too much about the opposition fans and the faces and Blackpool were the same on it last year as well yeah definitely and we're going to be pushing what nearly 2,000 Stags fans yeah. on Saturday already we sold the initial allocation of 1,600 extra 400 I think went on sale today um, which are going well as well mm-hmm. I think there'll be at least nearly 2,000 there from, from Stags on, exactly. on Saturday and, and that's that we don't particularly it's a bit of a weird one because you know that's probably more than what we get for for games like Chesterfield and Notts County, it's, it's pushing a similar number. It's Coventry. Mm. It's not like it's you know. It's not like we're going ten minutes down the road, is it? No, that's, that's a weird one. It's, 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 it's good all the same. We're not complaining. Yeah. I think. I think I'm going to put my neck on the line, and I think we will go and get a good result there. I think we will go and win, but I think it's because Mansfield turn up for the big games. They've got if they get a good support behind them. You look at the games. When we played when we played away away at Lincoln, we sold out there. We got a good performance. Yeah. You look at Crew. Fair enough, we got a two two draw, but it was still a massive following from the Stags. And you look at all the early kickoffs where we've been supported well yeah, against Grimsby, against Notts County, yeah. and then away at Shaw Lane as well. Fantastic followings for all of the games, and just grinding out the results good results in the big games and I think Mansfield only managed to turn up for the big games so we far this season we have to keep those results coming there whilst we're on this crest of a wave with supporters yeah, because it's, it's it's just like going shopping really when you think about it you know you see something you like you'll, you'll go and buy it and yeah. you, if you keep enjoying it you'll go back there time and time again oh, yeah, but as soon as it yeah. starts to wane you'll be thinking why bother especially at this time of year when it's getting colder yeah. you know the nights are getting darker earlier Christmas is just around the corner if you've got families you're thinking yeah. can I afford to spend 20 quid on a ticket yeah. when this could be 20 quid towards a kid's present or whatever yeah. or you know the partner's present whatever it's it's a tough one you've got to keep that momentum going yeah. on that point um, and we're talking about big games and turning up performances 
Good point raised by uh, Paul on the Facebook comments. Do you guys reckon Chesterfield at the home game will sell out? Online tickets show about 1,400 tickets left without showing the family block. Good crowd will spur the team on. Chesterfield fans not happy with their t- the way their tickets uh, are selling. Uh, I've not seen the online ticket sales, uh, of course, obviously with having to see ticket, not needed to look, but... Um, it would be fantastic, wouldn't it, if we could sell out the one-course stadium oh, for that? Yeah. I think if we can get a crowd similar to what we got for Notts County, I think, you, I think to be honest, we'll probably get more for Chesterfield than we will for Notts County. Oh, obviously. Because it's just that rivalry, fans oh. that used to come to us back in, the, back in the good old days when we were getting crazy attendances compared to what we get now. And yeah. I think the, the old boys, as such, will want to come back and see the rivalry, what it is now. And I think... Before it'd be Chesterfield are expected to go and get a result at Mansfield, whereas now it's Mansfield are expected to get the result. Yeah, a lot of pressure think, on that I game. Mean, I don't want to say too much, obviously, or jinx it, but if we start getting a good run of results and that comes, play a team now before it carries on. <laughs> don't jinx yeah. it. Let's not well, jinx it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a run of results now and that comes on. Everyone wants to get go, so that's what it's all about. That's it. I mean, if you look on paper as well of what the games we've got coming up this month mm. Coventry struggling for home for we're on if we can get there and we can play the football that we have been doing Byron and Mellis yeah. in the midfield have changed it a little bit with the creativity you know getting crossed in the box if we can do that yeah. uh, get a good result puts us in good stead then the week after I forgot the week after it's completely slipped my mind now uh, we're at home aren't we the week after yeah. so I think you look at the games that we've got in November. I did have them written down somewhere. I've just found them. So you've got obviously we've got commentary on Saturday. Stevenage, at, Stevenage, that's the uh, one. Stevenage yeah, yeah, yeah. at home the following Saturday. A Tuesday night away trip to Port Vale and at home to Chesterfield. They're, they're, I see no reason why games. we. I see no reason why we can't have three wins or at least two wins and a draw going into that Chesterfield game. So that's the thing. You look at the that's games I mean, yeah. and you think commentary not in a great form. We can go and win there. Yeah. Stevenage, we're putting a good performance against last season yeah. away from home obviously at home the season before obviously we lost but that was under Adam Murray completely different team now and I think if we can take if we can get a good result against Coventry we can take the confidence of that game Port Vale on the Tuesday night I think will be the trickiest out of the lot that's the one because, I think we'll draw because they're, they're on the way up at the minute yeah. and I think they obviously they were fighting for survival earlier this season they were right down at the bottom they were bottom at one point they were yeah. fighting it out with Chesterfield and Forest Green yeah. but they're on the way up at the minute so I think that's going to be the toughest one but you, you'd you probably say there's the, you can win all of them yeah, if, you tu- if you turn up to every game and you pull, play the best you can and you do it for the fans that turn up home yeah. and away I think we can we can get four wins there and yeah. I said it last week before the Shaw Lane game and we got the win at Shaw Lane I think we can go this month 100% record yeah, definitely. win all of them I would love us to see that I mean how many yeah, Novembers yeah. have we been thinking God just get us to January and just get us through this now, you look at this time last season obviously Adam Murray's last game in charge was a 4-0 tonking at Portsmouth I think we are now a week away from Steve Evans's uh, one year anniversary as well it was early November when, when Murray went as well So yeah exactly so it's we've come a long way since then and I think yeah obviously this time of season you are looking at you look at the games that you've got coming up fair enough the tough games but you also look at the weather the pitch is going to be a lot harder yeah. and you don't want to get players injured for this time of year because this is the time of the year you do need your players mm-hmm. and I think if we can stay fit and we can keep the best players going in the squad scoring goals then I think we can come out of this a lot better than we yeah. went into the month 
We would certainly hope so, especially if we can get that momentum going into Chesterford, that'd be fantastic. It was just the arrogance then we'd have to manage, but no doubt we'll speak about that in future weeks as well. Also a big day on, on the game of the Chesterfield game as well, because we're going to be putting our walking boots on. I hope neither of you two have, have forgotten about this. Nope. Uh, no, I'm going to leave you to it. About it. Um, <laughs> I'll wait for the forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which Nathan keeps forgetting. Yeah, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll remind him uh, next week. Uh, They're on the way. Well. They are on the way. Um, <laughs> We, along with uh, Simon and Nathan and, and I think about 50 others actually from what Mick was telling me the, uh, the other night, uh, will be walking from Chesterfield all the way back to Mansfield uh, in aid of guide dogs and in aid of the Alzheimer's Society uh, on uh, the, uh, the the day of the Chesterfield game. We'll be getting up nice and early, making a trip over to like Chesterfield. 6.30 to Parcher, something, like something like that. And we will be obviously making our way across to uh, uh, the one course that... The, the One Call Stadium on foot from, from Chesterfield. Uh, we'll be doing some live <coughs> podcast bit. What cough? What the cough was that? That's it's a girly cough. Just trying to. Girly's cough. Trying to hide it. I've run out of tea. Oh, so. well, I'm not making you another one. I'm in the middle of a live podcast. <laughs> you want to go and make yourself on go, but no, <laughs> make, no, not really. Um, no, go nowhere near my kitchen. I have no sweets left. Um, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make. Obviously, we're talking about the um, the, the, the walk. Um, it's for a fantastic cause yeah. we'll be doing some live podcasting bits on the day seeing how we're feeling and, and things like that as well uh, we're going to put donation links and stuff on our website and in, in, in the links and everything uh, in future weeks as well so if you can please support us in any way shape or form whether it's a pound whether it's ten pence whatever we all want your support we'll have a collective donations page for Mansfield Matters it'd be great if you can support us uh, and get involved and if you're still watching from earlier on uh, as well um then please do uh, join us uh, on that uh, as well. Um, you said there was someone earlier on who said if we got rid of the blue shirt, they'd donate thirty quid. Um, tell you what, once we put that donation page up, fifty quid for the for the walk, the shirt goes, the blue shirt goes. So if you're still watching, if you're still listening. Got yeah, this one instead. Is that one. better? Yeah, yeah, we could get the white, white and in blue. There. Uh, Adam Eaton, former left back, uh, is watching. Uh, as well so uh, very good evening uh, to you um, but yeah if you want to get involved with that please do so we'll put the links out there we're going to walk all the way from Chesterfield to the One Court Stadium podcast bits throughout the day uh, and hopefully we'll make it back in time with a few blisters it's got to be said and get through and um, do the business against Chesterfield uh, just time to uh, round things down then uh, for this evening commentary on Saturday then obviously as we mentioned uh, prediction time Mark what are you going to go for 2-1 Stags 2-1 Stags Cam 2-0 Stags I think it's time for another clean sheet I'm going to go with you in fact I'm going to stick my neck on the line I think if we can start well and get a goal first 10-15 minutes I think comfortable 3-0 win possibly 3-1 but I'm going to go 3-0 because I think it's time we had a clean yeah, sheet uh, <laughs> after, after uh, a while as well Um also keep your eye out on Friday for the Checker Trade Trophy draw we'll try and bring you up to date with that as we can as well uh, and finally let's wrap things up with the connection question of this week I asked at the very start of the show which current Coventry City player had a short loan spell with the Stags in 2010 and who was the opposition manager on his debut which was a 4-1 defeat Mark you said you thought you knew one of two yeah but um, I'm just name Peter on it yeah 
begin with a V. It did begin with a V. He's not far up. Peter V. Well, what should we call him? <laughs> yeah. Peter <laughs> V. Any guesses on, on, on the manager? Obviously, there's a connection between either to Coventry or Stags, so... Any guesses? No, I can't think of the manager. Cam, you said you didn't well, have a clue? I've, no, I've just looked and I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. But, uh, the answer was Peter Vincenti. Oh. Vincenti, tall, lanky, about seven foot nine. Um, <laughs> and. Well, uh, I was like Peter Vernon. <laughs> it began with a V. Yeah. So, um, and uh, the, uh, the opposition manager was Steve Evans. It was Crawley who the player won the debut. Oh. And, uh, Crawley won by four goals. So, see, Luca, think about it. Think outside the box. Yeah. It's a connection to well, the same, isn't it? One. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, one, one isn't bad because yeah. it's more than what he got. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, that's just about it for, for this week. Thank you very much to all of the comments which have been flooding in tonight. It's been fantastic to have uh, your company with us uh, once again. If you have missed anything, if you've just ju- tuned in and joined us and you have missed anything uh, from tonight, show uh, you'll be able to watch it back in full later on tonight or if you fancy having a listen to it if you don't want to look at these faces I mean to be honest see any of these two faces I can I can agree but this one you know this is the money maker isn't it and um, if you want to just listen to the audio version uh, you can do so as well you can subscribe as Cam rightly said earlier on uh, via iTunes just search the Mansfield Matters podcast or get on our website mtfcmatters.com .co.uk and click on the MM podcast page where you can see the list of all the episodes uh, from this series. That is it from myself, Cam and Mark this week. Thanks very much to all of you, as we say, who've got involved on the comments. Join us at the same time next week, Thursday, 6.30, facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters, where the Fantastic Five will be back. Simon will have escaped from work, not that he's been doing any anyway, and Nathan will be back for from Blind Football Training. There's only one thing left to do, remove that cap. See you next week. Goodbye, thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.